Welcome to Exotic Pets. I'm Tracy Hotchner, whom you may know as the dog and cat lady, but I'm wearing a different hat here. With the brilliant collaboration of my co-host, Dr. Doug Mater, the world-renowned veterinarian specializing in exotic animals, we are here to celebrate all the other pets that share people's lives. This show is for people interested in pets that slither, hop, creep, fly, or swim, from bunnies to iguanas, parrots to ferrets, snakes to tortoises. Dr. Doug is going to teach us the physical requirements of these exotic pets and how to manage the often challenging environments and correct diets essential to their welfare. Dr. Doug Mater is the author of the wonderful memoir, The Vet at Noah's Ark, Stories of Survival from an Inner City Animal Hospital. He is recognized worldwide as a veterinary specialist on exotics and is the author of four major veterinary textbooks on reptiles and amphibians. We are proud to have ZooMed Laboratories as the founding sponsor of Exotic Pets. ZooMed has earned its reputation as the number one reptile and amphibian supplier in the world from simple beginnings 45 years ago as a passion project for one man who still runs it. Renowned as the international leader in UVB and heat lighting, ZooMed manufactures all their reptile supplies, accessories, and tools in the U.S., which they test on their own collection of animals, which surround everyone at headquarters. We're also sponsored by Oxbow Animal Health, the one brand that has stood out for more than 30 years as the leader in health and wellness for small mammals. Veterinarians, rescues, and passionate pet parents worldwide trust Oxbow to support the health and happiness of their small pets. Oxbow provides for rabbits and guinea pigs, ferrets and chinchillas, hamsters and gerbils, mice and rats, because these small pets have big hearts and require special nutrition and care. Oxbow has everything needed for their best life, the right hay and nutritionally complete foods, treats and supplements, litter and bedding, and a whole line of enrichment products created so your little loved ones can chew, play, hide, and explore every day. We're also brought to you by the bird food specialist Zupreme, which started with a revolutionary yet simple idea, provide exceptional diets for extraordinary animals. Best known as the bird nutrition specialist, Zupreme creates many foods for birds of all sizes, and they also make a variety of treats to appeal to every sort of bird and enhance their lives. I am back with Dr. Micah Colas. He is the chief veterinary officer at Campana Pet Brands and Oxbow Animal Health. You know that Zupreme and Oxbow are both sponsors of this show by my invitation because I figured, well, top shelf, as they say in the liquor industry, get the best to be the people that give you the information and also make the products that are best for your small animals or your medium-sized animals. Dr. Colas has his own vet clinic, the Woodland Animal Hospital. He's an adjunct professor at the University of Nebraska and a highly sought-after speaker at veterinary conferences around the world. So we are very lucky to have you here, Dr. Micah, because I think one of the things that people don't know is that there are veterinarians like you who specialize in exotics, and there is a way to find them. I'll give a link to the Association of Exotic Mammal Veterinarians, but also that you really need to go and see your vet with your exotic. And how do you do that? Should you do it? Yeah. And how do you do it? So I would love to know from your perspective as the recipient of people coming through the door, what's the best way to bring your exotic to the vet? 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head to start. Uh, and again, thanks thanks for the invitation to be here. Super excited to talk about this um, because wellness and preventative care, you know, in association and nutrition is just so essential with exotics. You know, the first thing is to really do your research. You know, before you ever bring your exotic home, you know, you want to do research to make sure that you know that this is the right species, this is the right breed, whatever the case would be. You have everything set up for when you bring that munchkin home, you're ready to rock and roll. But part of that research is to know who is going to be my veterinarian. Yes. And you know, exotics aren't just your, your run-of-the-mill, you know, pit bull boxer domestic yep. short hair. You yep. can't just go around the corner. Um, so hopping on a website like AMV, which is the Association of Exotic Mammal Veterinarians, AAV, which is the avian veterinarian, or ARAV, which is the Association of Reptile and Amphibian Veterinarians, these are professional groups of veterinarians who go above and beyond in terms of education, passion, interest for those species. So I would really suggest if you're going to invest in any exotic, any non traditional pet, find a veterinarian in your community that has the expertise, the knowledge, the skill set, and frankly, the passion to work with these animals because you're going to need that partner. Number two, do your research ahead of time. Make darn sure that you know that this is the right breed, the right species, and then you've done your due diligence to say, here's what I need to be set up for with nutrition. Here's what I need to be set up in terms of habitat, so on and so forth, so that you have the best success bringing that munchkin home. And I've heard of two people who got rabbits. One guy, not a wealthy person, had gone out and bought a rabbit for quite a bit of money. And I said, well, you know, you can adopt rabbits from humane societies. They have loads of rabbits happy to have a new home. He didn't know that. And then he talked about the rabbit getting sick and not eating. And we tried to bring it to a local vet who said, I don't do rabbits. And then he had some fairly high bill for whatever was or wasn't done. Right. And he was flummoxed. He loves this rabbit, loves it, but he didn't do, he didn't know that the the rabbit could get sick and might need a vet. Yeah. It's somehow these little critters, these birds, you think, well, they're natural. They're, they're not unnatural like bred dogs and cats. They're natural. So they know how to take care of themselves, but we're putting them in very unnatural, you know, living situations and feeding situations and they're fragile. So yeah. it must be disturbing to you to have people come in with animals that are very, very sick, maybe even to death, when if they had seen you sooner, you could have come up with a solution, I imagine. Well, and remember, so many of these animals are prey species. So they're naturally wired to think, if I act sick, I'm going to die. I mean, that's not the way you want to live life, and it's going to cause you to mask a lot of behaviors. But yeah, I mean, it really starts with the research. You know, do your due diligence up front. Number two, as soon as you get that munchkin, and, and you're right, I do want to back up. There are lots and lots of these animals that don't have homes. So look at rabbit.org, which is the House Rabbit Society. Yes. Look at your local humane society, because chances are they have pets that have already had wellness checks, may have been already spayed and neutered, maybe already microchipped. But as soon as you bring that munchkin home, you're already going to have done your research to know who is your local vet. And frankly, you should already have an appointment set up with them to get that munchkin in as soon as possible. You want to get that baseline physical exam to make sure that that munchkin's not hiding something that they've already been dealing with. It's also a phenomenal opportunity to really revisit that entire husbandry kind of 
uh, horizon, let's say, with mm-hmm. your veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the habitat I have. Um, I got a bearded dragon, so I know the temperature gradient in my cage should be here to here. I, uh, I got a hamster. This is the food that I'm feeding. You know, I got a gerbil. This is the water bottle I'm using. So you can really frame that total husbandry, nutritional enrichment package to your veterinarian. And because you've done your research, probably 99% of it's going to be great, but they're going to give you some additional tidbits of things that you can kind of refine and tweak. And they're going to help you to understand, okay, here's things to watch for with this breed. Here's why in rabbits and guinea pigs, we pay such close attention to what they're eating, what's going in and what's coming out their back door. Here's a natural feeding pattern for a bearded dragon or a ball python, so on and so forth. In fact, the vet who does acupuncture on one of my dogs said that she had bunnies come in. She's not an exotic specialist, but at the the specialty hospital where she she works there there is one and it was a $1600 surgery on a rabbit who didn't survive because of some gastro problem that the owners yeah. didn't know was even there so with right. any of our animals if what they take in and what they put out is the best litmus test of how their health is and if they stop eating or drinking for any amount of time that's a pretty red flag. And if you already have a relationship with a vet, you call up, maybe you get some help over the phone, but you already have a relationship. They already know how that animal was last month, six months ago, and now how are they and what has changed, right? I mean, that's how a a good doctor figures things out with that baseline. Well, the best care is preventative care. Mm-hmm. I mean, plain and simple, mm-hmm. right? If we can educate ourselves, better prepare ourselves, doesn't mean that we're going to completely eliminate all disease. But what it does mean is that we're going to be better prepared to identify the early indications of disease and put ourselves in a proactive position as a pet owner and as a veterinarian to prevent things from going from, from bad to really, really bad or from a small illness to you know something that's life-threatening. I mean, then you have to realize, too, you're hopefully avoiding some of the significant costs that come into those situations as well. Exactly. And we have mentioned before that nationwide insurance does cover exotics. Uh, I've talked till I was blue in the face on my other show, Dog Talk and Kitties 2 and on Cat Chat, about the vast need and value of getting pet insurance. But with exotics, people don't really stop to think, what happens if my snake eats my shoe? I know snakes don't (laughs) eat shoes, but Labradors do. I'm sure snakes can have bad things happen. And as you talked about in another show, if they don't know how to be a natural snake eater of rodents, you have had snakes come in with bites from the rodents put in their cage to feed them. So that's a pretty scary idea. And yet, not a good thing. Not a good thing. But having pet insurance, exotic pet insurance, is really valuable. The other, the other thing you said, which I think is nice that you're so respectful of owners, but I'm not sure I share it, is oh, people have already known exactly what the humidity and the temperature and the size of the cage and the bedding. I don't really think they do. I think they, if they buy the pet at a big box store rather than adopting, because you can't really, I, maybe you can adopt hamsters and gerbils. I kind of doubt it. Certainly you rabbits, can, but you can. Not, not as frequently. Yeah, not as frequently. Can. Certainly parrots and birds like that, please don't buy them because there are so many in rescue sanctuaries looking for homes. But I think people take the cage in the case of, you know, sometimes there's a classroom small mammal and some lucky kid gets to take it home. The parents are probably not thrilled, but it just comes in the cage it was in in the room, which could be completely inadequate to its needs. And the water bottle might be wrong and the bedding may not be Oxbow fabulous hay. It could be something from the backyard. I think that people don't know and that going to the vet 
could be just a wonderful educational session to learn about all these things. Because I think people want to do the right thing, but they also do the thing that's put in front of them and assume, well, they wouldn't sell me this small cage with a teeny wheel and no, you know, closed place to hide or sleep if it wasn't right. But they might, but they might be sold that cage, right? Well, and there's a lot of misinformation in there. And there's a lot of people that, as you know, maybe aren't in it for the wellness of the animal, but instead they're in it for the transaction. And so that misinformation, unfortunately, just puts a lot of these animals kind of up against, you know, the wall to start. And there's enough challenges that we have with them that we don't need that additional challenge on top of it. Exactly. And one of the things that ZooMed does, which is another sponsor of the show, the founding sponsor, actually, they make amazing habitats for all kinds of reptiles and amphibians. And I guess tortoises and turtles are amphibians, right? But they have loads of really cool for turtles that swim and turtles that go under rocks or inside logs. So you can make buy and then even make to some extent yourself incredible habitats that are very appropriate to the animal and and easy to clean and easy for you to view the animal and let it have as good a life as is possible. And they're are bird cages, which are fantastic. They're huge. They're walk-in. And I understand that some of them you can use for giant reptiles too, right? I mean, they're multi-species useful. And again, that comes down to the same thing of understanding natural environment. Like, is this a species that is more horizontal? You know, guinea pigs. Right. Yeah, they'll jump up on something, but they're not looking to crawl to, crawl to the third floor versus <laughs> a chinchilla that all they want to do is jump around and explore vertically and horizontally. You know, and that's why, again, it's just so paramount to do that research on the front side to really understand how do I set this munchkin up for as much potential success as I can. That's really what it comes down to. That's great. And, and just to finish off the conversation about bringing your exotic to the vet, is there a particular kind of holder container you should use, like one of the hard-sided uh, crate-type things that people put dogs and cats in to go in an airplane or even in a car? Or should it be an open cage for a bird? Certainly when you take a cat to the vet, you don't want it to be open. Way too scary. Way too many other creatures can look in and scare you to death, pretty much. Right. But what about with a yeah, bird? There's some big, yeah, there's some big factors there. Number one, we have to remember all the factors of the environment. And, and the environment could be what? It could be temperature, right? right. Do we want to take a cold-blooded species out in an environment where it's super-duper cold. So we need to think about that factor. How do we keep them warm? Or the opposite, how do we keep them cool? Chinchillas right. are really sensitive to heat stroke. So if you're going to take your chinchilla into a wellness exam in Phoenix in July, um, you know what's your backup? What's your precautionary so you right. don't get between a rock and a hard place? Then there is that whole mindset of that many of these are prey species, right? They're walking into an exam room that probably smells like cat pee. There's probably a dog barking in the room next door, right? So they're thinking, I'm already sick and today I'm going to die. So what are we doing to diminish that environmental? And so part of that is on you as a pet owner, transporting them in an appropriate habitat that's got something natural, whether it's a blanket they like, whether it's hay that they can chew on, whether it's something that reminds them of their normal safe habitat at home. Number two is the veterinarian setup, right? You know, if you do your research, you want a veterinarian who says, you know what, I'm a dog in a cat practice, but I try to see rabbits on Wednesday afternoons at two and we don't see dogs and cats to diminish that environmental. You know, just little bitty things like that that can tell you this veterinarian's done their research and they're best prepared to set you and your munchkin up for success. That's perfect. And the fear-free credit accreditation that many vets now are getting is great. And I hope that it applies also to exotic customers and patients because 
there's a lot of fear in those animals, as you said, just walking out the door of your house. So we, we want to make sure that we as owners advocate for our pets, that when they go to the vet, it's as unstressful as humanly possible, although obviously not without stress because that's the nature of it. But it's worth it. It's really worth right. it that your vet puts hands on your creature and knows what they, how they feel when they're feeling well. So if they're feeling unwell, it's pretty clear what it might be to a veterinarian, but not to you yeah. and not Dr. Google. Well, and, and then it's that partnership too. You know, yes. Once you have that relationship with a veterinarian, they know you, you know them, That's you can right. call them, get input, you have that relationship. The, the most challenging thing for me is when I don't know an owner. And I've not had a relationship. I don't know their pet. I don't know their background. And then they come walking in the door on emergency. It's not that I don't want to be helpful. There's just that much more that we have to overcome to get to the point where we can provide the care to the animal, which is what we want to be focused on. Exactly. You don't want that to be your teaching moment of saying, you have what temperature and what humidity for an animal that needs the opposite? That's not what you want to do in that moment. But you wish you had had a chance to tell them sooner. Dr. Micah, you're wonderful. This is so great. So everybody, embrace your exotic vet. No matter how many letters there are before the V, the A-E-M-V, the A-A-V, the A-R-A-V, I will put all of them. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. A mouthful, but you know what? They're, these are all passionate vets. As passionate as you are about your creatures, so are they. So seek them out and make a partnership. Dr. Doug Mater and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Exotic Pets and our desire to educate and inspire you to give your exotics their best possible life. This show is brought to you by the wonderful companies that cater to the needs of exotic pets. From Zubad Laboratories, where they make everything you need to keep your reptiles and amphibians in tip-top shape, to Oxbow Animal Health, with health and wellness solutions for small mammals, and Zupreme, the company dedicated to your bird's nutrition. And if you haven't read Dr. Doug's book, The Vet at Noah's Ark, yet, do yourself a favor and pick up a copy.